Here we go. Hey, it's BT with Tales from the Gemini. Man, I am so excited. I am... I, I, you know, I love my life. I kind of like living like this by, 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 a, uh, by a string. Right? I had guests, and I had two guests fall out. I'm like, what do I do? So I hit a buddy up. My, my buddy, Alan Lane. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell names because Alan hooks me, hooks me up. I said, you got any, you know, can you do it? And he fell out, and so he goes, hey, listen, how about this person? And so he hit me up. This girl named uh, Destiny Spurlock. This woman... And I feel bad because I didn't know who she, I mean, I got right for Sport Bike Inks magazine, if you guys ever get a chance. I write for Sport Bike Inks magazine, and I, I go to the magazine, and I see this woman is a drag racer, right? Female motorcycle drag racer. And I don't know why it didn't register with me. Then, he sent it, then, it, then I'm reading up on her, trying to get my research in before the show. And this woman is a literal badass. So, man, I'm going to let her tell the story. But she's the first African-American female in 2020 to, uh, to win in the 4.60 index class at South Georgia Motorsports Park. And uh, I got the video. Man, she's awesome. I think she went, she's going like uh, 160 miles an hour, man, on a, on a motorcycle in her in her, in her I'll let her say it. I don't want to ruin everything because of all the motorsports, drag racing is probably not my, my least knowledgeable, excuse me, my, my least knowledgeable. So I'm going to let her say it, and I'm going to learn along with, uh, we're going to learn each other. So this is going to be great. I can't wait for this, man. I really am. I'm excited. And she, to me, is a gold mine. Why she's not more famous. She's got everything. She's got the look. She's, she's got the talent. And she's got the personality. So, yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to tell her to go ahead and click the link. There we go. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Let me tell you something. First of all, two things. One, thank you so much because I know I am a lot to handle when you don't know me. People are like, I don't know how to handle this guy. I don't know what he's about. And two, thank you for coming. I'm, honestly, we're discovering each other for the first time. And let me tell you something. I was trying to get my research in real quick, like, and what you have accomplished so far in life and where you're going has got me enthralled. I mean, honestly, you are a gold mine because you have it all. You have athleticism. You've got the million dollar smile and you've got the talent. Your your atmosphere is 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 limit. They call you fearless. I'm gonna call you limitless because I've watched interview I've watched interviews with you, and it's like you wanna do everything. So what first of all, are you a Gemini? No, I am not. How dare you? No. Nothing against Gemini. I love Gemini. <laughs> but no. I'm an Aries. My birthday was yesterday. Oh my god, happy birthday! Thank you. Happy birthday. <laughs> so, so are you like what? Are you twenty two now? Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, I sure am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's the last year of my 20s. Are you serious? Yes. My, honestly, my, I, I just look what you've accomplished so far. And like I said, it's still limitless for you. And I want to go, and I was telling the guys here, because like I said, I'm discovering you. And of all the motorsports that I've loved, drag racing is the, probably the one that I, I'm least knowledgeable about. I mean, I peek in and, and check it out, but I'm least knowledgeable. But I just know, but I, when I saw you, and I write for Sport Bikes, Inc., by the way, and I've seen your articles, but I don't know why I didn't register. And then when I read up on you, I was like, this woman is incredible. You played high school football. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I seem to always be in male-dominated sports, and football was one of them. Uh, okay, now, now, how? I mean, but why is that? Why is that 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 you were attracted to male-dominated sports? Is, is it was it something I, from your childhood? Well, no. So I've done everything from gymnastics to cheerleading, everything. But for some reason, I just like a challenge. Yeah. And it just so happened that the sports and things that I like 
happen to be male dominated, but it's just, it's in my blood to have a challenge and do things that they say girls can't do, I guess you can say. Oh, so kind of like what a Gemini does, but I guess you're an Aries. So I guess you're like, an Ari- you. you're, like you're like an Aries Gemini. How about that? How about that? You're an Aries Gemini. <laughs> no, not taking it. Aries <laughs> Okay. So, so you grew up, uh, you grew up in Richmond, Virginia, or did you? Was it Richmond? Yes, Richmond, Virginia. Okay, and how, what was your growing up like? Tell me what your growing up was like. So my growing up was pretty cool. I was a mama's girl for sure. Uh, my mom literally had me in every type of sport, from tap to ballet, gymnastics, comes to cheerleading, everything. Um, I, my family's very supportive. I kind of grew up in the country, too, because my oh. grandparents, they're from the country. Okay. So I was always outside, barefoot, <laughs> like playing with the dirt, trying to grab tadpoles. So yes. my life was really fun. Um, my mom always told me if it's something I want to do, go for it. So they, I was never sheltered, never held back from doing something that I wanted to do. And I think that's what inspired me to be the way that I am today. Okay, how country were I bet I can out-country you. I'm from Oklahoma originally, so I bet I can out-country you. How country were you guys? I mean, how country you want to get? Like, like I said, outside, barefoot, in the dirt, in the in the fields, um, like. Moonshine country? Is that what you're saying? Like, how country? Oh, well, okay, okay. So we had, we had, we had people riding horses. We rode horses. Well, we had to go out and get, uh, when I say, when I stayed with my great granddad in Texas, we had to go out and get water because didn't have running water in the house. That's how country we were. Oh, yes, like outhouse country, yes. Like, you get in the bed and it's grit in the bed from the city. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that. Country, we, we're not taking a shower in the shower, we're taking it in that big pail. Yes, 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 okay, okay, okay. Your country, okay. Did, did you guys run moonshine since you're an NASCAR fan? Did you run moonshine? No, not, not that I know of. I'm sure somebody down the line, and I, I've always wanted to know that. But I really haven't asked the questions to find out, but I will one day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what was your first love, your first uh, sport that you got in that you loved? Which one was it? My first? Oh, I don't like, like as an adult or. No, I, no, as a kid, when you're growing up as a kid, you're doing all these sports. I guess they're cool. But what sport made you go, OK, this is I like this. Probably football, because, you know, I grew up in in a subdivision. So you would see the boys playing. I'm like, hey, throw me the ball one day. And they threw me the ball and I caught it. And and I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I like this. I, I can do this. And then. I like riding bicycles, and I'm. It was. I don't know. I would. I probably would say football was my first love. Oh, now at, at at no point did your mom say, "Hey, you can't do that." I mean, you just, "Hey, I played football." Okay, good for you. I mean, they never said, "Don't do that," or you could get hurt. No, never. My mom, at four years old, I tell this story all the time. She told me, "Destiny, if it was something you want to do, do it." Never be that kid that sat in the back of the classroom and said, "Dang, I wish I would have raised my hand to volunteer." So from that point, it was go. My grandparents do whatever you want. My dad do whatever you want. And they just always supported me. Now, do you realize, though, how lucky you are? Or, or did you at the time? Because I say this because the reason I do this show is I try to have people on that inspire me or that inspire other people. And, and, I, and, I, and I have a soft spot 
for I mean, I'm just being honest, people of color who are in motorsports, because that's how I was, that's how I grew up, you know. I love motorsports. I mean, I skipped my his country I was. We had a ninth grade prom. And I and so I skipped my ninth grade prom to go to the stock car races. And my mom was mad, my dad was mad, but that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a race car driver, but I never got that support. So do you did you realize at that young age how lucky you were to get that support? No, I thought that it was common. I thought everybody had that support until I got into middle school and I would start to take notice of the parents, the kids' parents that weren't in, in the bleachers or at my gymnastic competitions. And I'd say, see, you know, kids look for their parents and they're not there. So I then realized that, hey, I'm lucky. I have parents that support me. I have grandparents that support me. They're at every event or if they can't be there, you know, they're telling me good luck before I go. So now at the age that I am now, I, I definitely see it. And it and honestly, I can say that support made me the person that I am today because without that support, I don't think I would have pursued things or had that strength to go through the hard times in sports. I think that is, I mean, that is beautiful. Like I said, I mean, I, I live vicariously through people like you and there's that little part of me that goes, oh, I, if only my dad would have, or my mom would have just pushed me toward that. And that's what I love. And that honestly always gets me choked up in my heart because that support and especially being a person of color in, you know, a field like motorsports, it's just sports period, but a field like motorsports when there's not, you know, very many faces like us. And I mean, now I think it's better, but still just the fact that you're doing it and your parents supported you, I think that is so beautiful. And when did you so when did you get your first motorcycle? When did you get your first bike? So my mom got my first motorcycle at 16 years old. I literally had a first motorcycle before I had a first car. Are you serious? How how what parent does that? That's what I'm talking about. What parent does that? My mama. <laughs> and then like like so my mom got me my first motorcycle. My grandparents, they bought me my first trailer. So they got me uh, a Vino's, I think it's a, uh, was it six by, six by something, six by 18 or something like that. So everybody's like th- getting me stuff to get me started. So that's, that's like support on a whole nother level. Now, now was your first bike, was, was it a dirt bike though? Because your parents lived, I mean, your grandparents lived in the country. You didn't go dirt biking? I had go-karts. Oh, that's you, what I had. You, you have, you race go-karts. Yeah, well, not in a league or anything, but around. I literally made a track around my grandparents' house, and my grandmother hated it. Oh, (laughs) if you ever come to Indianapolis, we're going to go and race go-karts, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I will pay for it, and I will put you in the wall just to show you I still got a little bit of something left in me. Oh, you won't put me in the wall because, you know, they say rubbing is racing, and I'm that person that rubs. So you won't have time to rub me. I'll put you in the wall. (laughs) It's gonna be Gemini versus Aries, baby. Gemini. <laughs> I love. Okay, so so when did when when did you become uh, like attracted to speed? When was it with the the speed part or just the the exhilaration of like motorsports that that really captured your heart? The specific moment where I understood what it was when I was six years old and I was on the back of the motorcycle with my mom, and it used to be the straightaway to the house, and she would always, like, get into it. And I and every time she did that, I was like, hit it, Mom! So at that moment, that's when I knew the need for speed was in me. <laughs> how great is that? So you're, what, how did your mom come about that? I mean, she sounds like an incredible woman. So my mom, when she, okay, when she was younger, she had a moped, because, you know, that, that was hot back then. So... <laughs> She had that, and then I know, and then I know she used to play around in the street in her. What's she, what did she have? A GT, uh, a Mustang GT. Yes. Uh, 
uh, something in something else she had. But yeah, my mom, it's her fault. Well, it's actually my grandfather's <laughs> fault because he passed to her and she passed it to me. <laughs> this is, sounds like an incredible family. I, I love your family already. The fact that you had a go-kart and made a go-kart track. I mean, that's incredible. I love that. We have a Kodak around the house somewhere. If I find it, I will post it one day. Oh, please do. I would love to <laughs> see that, man. So when was your first race? When did you first start racing? So I started racing literally two months after I got my motorcycle. So I was learning to race and ride at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> People may not know, but yeah, that that's my story. And we went to, at that time, it was called the My Rock Series, which is now XDA. Okay. And, um... That's the series we went to. I did some streety T races and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And then a few months later, we went to Man Cup in Georgia. And that's when I got the race to BMW um, S1000. And that's when I got became an ambassador for BMW. And that's really when my career took off. OK, so explain to people like myself, like I said, I'm, who's not really very knowledgeable about uh, drag race, motorcycle drag racing. I just know NHRA and that's all I know. I know there's the XDA. So maybe you could explain the difference in, in everything. The- so there's a lot of undercard. I guess that's the easiest way you can say it. Undercard uh, classes or series series that you have. You have the XDA, you have the hmm, SDBA. Okay. And there's a, a, a few other uh, undercard um, series that you have. And pretty much it's for your people that are just getting started racing, but they also have pro classes in them as well. Okay. So kind of how NASCAR, your top tier is is your um, cup series and right. then everything else like your ARCRA or undercards, that's the lower series. There you so go. So that's what XDA. Okay. 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 So uh, now what's the overall goal though? Is it to be NHRA or is it to go to NASCAR? I mean, what it, no. Cause I mean, like I said, you're limitless. I mean, for what you do is limitless. And so, so please don't take any, uh, any no. offense to that. So, I mean, so what is the overall goal? At least for now, how about for now? What's your overall goal? Okay. So totally no offense, but right now my goal for, uh, drag racing is NHRA. That, that has always been my goal. If it was up to me, if I had sponsorship and backing right now, I would be in NHRA. No, no question. But NHRA is, a, is an expensive sport. It's 250 to $300,000 to race a year wow. outside of drag racing. NASCAR. NASCAR is the ultimate goal, point blank period. I would say Formula One, but that's that's a reach right Oh, here. my God. Uh, we, happens, we, we could talk Formula One all day. Honestly, I, I'm so hyped. I mean, my favorite form of racing is MotoGP. It, it goes MotoGP and then uh, MotoGP uh, Supercross and then Formula, but Formula One. That race last week with Lewis Hamilton did to Max Verstappen. And, and I thought... I thought your nails Yes, we, I thought Max had him because when Lewis was losing yeah. the back, and he, you know, and did when he, but when he told him when the radio said, he goes, "I got this, man." That's when I went. That's a champion right there. That is it. That's when he it. goes, "I got," and I was like, "Oh shit, here we that's go." Uh, so, uh, so you like Formula One also? Yeah, I do. I so so I love Formula One, but my boyfriend like really loves Formula One, and his huge passion for it really got me like. A huge passion for it. So we're in the house. Like everything has to stop when Formula One is on. We're watching qualifying. We're yes. watching practice. Everything. Like that's us. 
Like, that's our thing. <laughs> you are a motorsports guy's a, a dream girl. I mean, honestly, I feel the same way about MotoGP. MotoGP is, to me, everything. But now, I do the same with Formula One. But I, but MotoGP is just a little bit above Formula One for me. I mean, I watch, I like to watch the after interview. Like, after they do the podium, I want the after yeah. interview. I want the, to, to win there. And then they go to the post-race press conference. I'm watching yeah. that. I mean, I yeah. watch everything. It, it, it's, there's something about racing, and it's that passion. Where, and But you're doing it, though. The thing about it is, between me and you, you're the one that's actually doing it. And I think that's yeah. what's beautiful about it. And then I feel like another thing that really makes makes it so unique to me is because my boyfriend races also. So we share a passion together. And he won a championship last year. So this year, he's literally, because I'm racing three pro, pro classes, He's putting the bike to the side to focus on me. So that in itself, wow. like I swear, it makes me want to cry every time because to know that he loves motorcycles so much and yes. he's willing to put it on the side to make sure I'm good this year, that's like a whole nother. That that makes me say I am a champion this year. Like we have to win a championship this year just to give to you because you you sacrifice. Well, you not sacrifice, but you. Put yourself on on hold for me, and that's and that's why I say you know like we like I said you know uh, politics be damned. If you just look at the world, what you just said proves how the world is changing. He's a champion, and he put his bike to the side. That's his passion, and he put his bike to that to, to focus on you. That's where I say the world is a better place because I mean in times past, even in times now, where it's usually stereotypically the woman's gonna go, okay, I have these dreams. Like my, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, like "This guy told me his grandma said, you know what? I wanted to do a lot of things, and then I met your grandpa." You know, Aww. yeah. So what you just said, man, it's the exact opposite. Now he's gonna sacrifice his, you know, dream to to focus on you and what. So like you said, you've got to do it now, and that support has just got to help you and propel you to become more more of a champion. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> you're right about that. But, but now, do you feel that pressure though? Do you feel that pressure? In a sense, I do, but I'm. It's also building my strength because I can let the pressure get to me, but. Pressure bus bus pipes, and I'm gonna do nothing but fold. So I have to just continue to stay focused and better myself, and really lock in and have that laser light focus to get these championships. Cause I, I honestly, I could win three of them. Cause I'm in three pro classes, right. but I'm not gonna put that pressure on me. So if I can get at least one, if not two, I'm happy. You honestly, pressure bus pipes, but it also makes diamonds. Hey, it also makes right. diamonds and you are a diamond my friend and i mean it from the bottom no i mean it from the bottom of my heart you want to get nature and i know the sponsorship it's a big deal but at the same time if i'm a spot if i have somebody in hra and i'm looking at you and i'm like what is i mean what are we holding back this woman's a champion she's dropped dead gorge with a great personality a great a great warming personality but when that helmet goes off and that league goes my, my favorite my favorite quote of you and i'm gonna tell you right now is uh this is when you won the you that's when you won with the first female african-american to win at the uh the georgia uh south georgia motorsports park when you in the 4.60 yeah 4.60 index and my favorite quote this guy said um uh, there's guys when you get the line, you could tell uh, people who can't wait to drop the clutch and those who can't wait to pop the chute. A Destiny Spurlock is one of those who can't wait to drop the clutch. And that's that's the perfect analogy for you. And it just shows that, hey, I mean, you're great. Like I said, great smile, great everything. But when that helmet goes down and it's time to get that work in and it's time to get it done, you're a winner. And if I was a, and if I was a sponsor in NHRA, I'd be like, 
This, I mean, you're like a Leah Pruitt. I mean, you know, Leah and top and top fuel. Know what I mean? That, and, and you're, you're, and the way the world is now, you are perfect. You'd be the perfect Aww. spokesperson. You're the per. I mean, you're the. I don't know what they're waiting on. I'm see. I could, <laughs> I could see champion. Your boyfriend sees champion. I don't know what these guys are waiting on. I mean, have you, have you been hitting up companies at all? Like, say, hey, sponsor I, me. Yeah, I have like everything. My whole deck is done. I've been had that stuff for years, but. With COVID, some you know, you got people that are like, Yeah, but we gotta see how our funds are gonna do this year. But it just takes that one, you know. You may get a million no's, but it takes that one, yes. So I would say go to Starbucks, right? Get the Starbucks bike. Have sorry and think about it. you coming to the everybody, everybody's gonna love you automatically eventually because you got a Starbucks trailer, right? Look, see, I know what I'm talking about. What? <laughs> And get a purple bike with Starbucks on it. As soon as you come into the pit, pit people are like, oh, my God. And they're going to be lined up just to get Starbucks. You give them, like, free cappuccinos, right? And then and sign autographs. That is a no-brainer. That's a $350,000 is a drop in the bucket at Starbucks. I mean, that's yeah. a weekend. That's a weekend. Yeah. I'm telling you, hit Starbucks up now. You tell him I sent you. Okay? Say, hey, listen. Okay. <laughs> listen, there's this brother from Indianapolis. He said, right? And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, BT? Yeah, we know him. And okay. how much money? How much money do you need? And there you go. And they're gonna write you out a check. And they go, yeah, bam, done. And you're gonna go, oh, BT got it going on. And next thing you know, champion. And I want you to go. First of all, before I get this trophy, I want to thank BT for making it happen. I'll be like, hey, yeah. love you, Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> you my favorite Aries. <laughs> right, right. I love it. Yeah. Okay, let's talk. Let's, was- let's talk about your love for NASCAR. Okay, so growing up, when, when did you uh, uh, develop a love for NASCAR? So my grandparents lived a mile up the road from Richmond International Raceway, RIR. So when I was little, I would always hear it. And my poppy is a huge NASCAR fan. So he would always watch it on TV. And I would be sitting there watching it and literally hearing it. So it was it was a feeling that I, I can't explain. So from that point, I've always been interested in it. So then we went to a race, fell in love with it. I'm like, I want to do this. The noise, like, oh, it's just everything so nascar's been a part of me since i was maybe six years old I, t- I tell people and you 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 can attest to this people who don't know like my producer and my sound engineer they don't understand there is no sound better than the sound of racing i mean whether yes. it's motorcycles or cars there's no sound better than that and it's just oh and my I know favorite that. It's the, the V10 that the Formula One cars used to have, but oh. they don't have. The yes. Yes. Okay. Your, your all time favorite Formula One driver. All time favorite Formula One driver. All time. Lewis Hamilton. Sorry. Lewis Hamilton, then Danny. Then Danny. Danny. Yeah. Number three. Danny. Hamilton? I mean, are you talking? I'm, I'm saying Formula One. I'm talking for, just Formula One. Just Formula One. Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, no, no, no. Not Denny. No, not Denny. Not number 11. Not okay. Okay. Five. Okay. But I was talking about Daniel. <laughs> okay. Daniel, Formula One. Okay. Okay. Ricardo? Yes. You like Daniel Ricardo? I do. I mean, listen. I I think he's great. I love his personality, but I think he I think he has to win more. I think if he won more, if he won like Lewis, he I mean he would break the bank if he won like Lewis. But he was doing good this last race. Now that he's with uh, McLaren, right? Yes, 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 yes. He went to McLaren. Yes. So he was like top four for a little bit. In. I mean, listen. 
I mean, you like who you like. I mean, you Aries are, you know, you are who you are. But honestly, I think who's going to have a monster year, I think, is uh, is uh, Perez. Because Perez, you know, he's like, he's supposed to be second. And he had that trouble in the beginning. But he came back, and I think he got a, what, a fifth or fourth or a fifth? You watch Perez yeah. this year. He's in that Red Bull car. Ooh, girl, watch Perez this year. I promise you. Yeah, I think Formula 1 is going to have the best year they've ever had. But I got to go. So, okay, how about this? Top five all-time Formula One. Your top five in Formula One right now. Top five Formula One. So, Lewis Hamilton, then Danny, then Hawk. Hawkenberg. Okay, um, okay. He should be racing. He should have a ride this year, personally. Sebastian is all right. He get on my nerves sometimes, but <laughs> he's okay. Um, Who will be my last? <laughs> Sebastian gets Why are you laughing? <laughs> I think that's funny. Because yeah, he does kind of get it like, all right, Sebastian, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. But, um that'll probably be it, honestly. Uh, you don't you don't like Mad Max? You don't like Mad Max? No, Max is art. I just his personality, I just Really? I, I, I love I love Max, man. And I, you, so you're you're gonna leave out Air Air and Senna, one of the greatest of all time. Of all time. The greatest of all time. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you know what? You like who you like. I mean, honestly, you like. Who... So what? Say again. Say again. Say again. No, I thought you were talking about like current day, like this year. No, I mean of all time. I mean of all time. Of all. Of all time. Of all time. Yeah. Of all time. Um. That's hard. You know how many people that has to go through. But I mean, but when it's the greatest. But like I say, it's up to you though. Because I mean, it's like it's like, it's like telling somebody. Like, you know, what's your favorite rock group? And I always say one of my favorite is Nickelback. And they go, Nickelback? I go, hey, man, that's who I like. You know what I mean? I mean, seriously, my, I'm a cheesy dude. I'm, I'm a cheesy dude. I like cheesy stuff. My, my favorite group, one of my favorite groups is Kiss, Dokken, and Nickelback. And if people don't like it, I say, I don't care. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about me. That's who I like. But Nickelback was on, like, the early two, 2000s. And hey, you ain't got to say it like that. You ain't got to say it like hurt my feelings no, like no. that. You ain't got to say you try, try to call me old. No, you went you went around you went around the way to call me old. Like, wow, wasn't that, like, the early 2000s? I mean, I was barely no, born I then. I to listen to that, like, high school. So I was like, I think that's, like, but, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, those are, I'll, I'll say those are my thoughts. Okay. Are my thoughts. No, there's nothing wrong with, like I said, you like who you like. But, I mean, I just, obviously, I love, I just... To me, Lewis is everything. I mean, for everything he, I mean, he's a champion. He stands for something, and yeah. he's just a, the greatest spokesman. I mean, he's just, and he's a nice looking guy, and he's a great spokes. Like I said, he stands for something, and he's and he's sincere about it. And I think he really wants to be American so bad. You know what I mean? Like he really does. You know, he's got the like, he's got the cornrows, and if he wants to, right. yeah, he wants to have like a baggy race suit. How can you have one? He wants to have a baggy race. You know, if, if it was up to him. Weird. Look, we embrace him here in the States, even though he's he's from the UK, so. Oh, my God. Oh, I love Lewis. I love Lewis. Oh, okay, <laughs> so your top five. Okay, your top five all-time NASCAR. Top five all-time NASCAR. All right. I like Joey Logano. This is not in particular order. I like Joey Logano. Of course, uh, Dale Earnhardt. You can't say top five without saying him. Of course. Uh Denny, of course. Oh, I love Denny. Denny's dope. Uh, people will, are probably going to be like, "Is she going to say Danica?" No, but you like who you like. No, don't don't be. I'm not pressuring you. You like who you like. Seriously, you I like who you like. Johnson. Who? Jimmy Johnson is. I think he's like my number one because he was there for so long and he's super humble and 
he he's like that. And then I'm gonna my boyfriend's gonna be like, did you really say this? But I'm gonna have to say uh, Say it. No, I'm not gonna say oh, it. Oh, you not, better, you better I'm say gonna it. Say it. Harvick. Harvick, just because he this is why. Harvick will be in the back and you don't see anything about him. All of a sudden he win the race. And it's like, how? Like, really? So he he comes out of nowhere and just like gets up in there and like, hey, I'm here, I won. So <laughs> No, I love that. No, I love that. I, I really I, I love your choices. I like Denny. I really do. I just you know, I think he's a racer that's that no one talks about, even though it's not NASCAR. I'll give you it's not NASCAR. But one of my favorite racers of all time is Scott Dixon. Race to IndyCar. Scott Dixon is, I met him actually at, at, at RIR, at Richmond International. I met Scott Dixon okay. at Richmond International. I, and I was like, and I know you don't know me, but I'm just annoying. If I if I'm in a if I'm in a pit, uh, uh, seriously, I'm just I'm like, oh my God, there's a racer. And I'm all up in their face and they're like, is this guy <laughs> is this guy for real? I mean, I'm I'm like, is this a guy for real? So I met Scott, I shook his hand, and I, and I swear I stood up straight, and I go, I want to be like this guy. And he changed my life. I shook his hand, I go, he goes, how you doing, Mike? And I go, hey, Scott. And after that, I was like, I want to be like Scott Dixon. And if you meet Scott Dixon, he will make you want to be like him. That dude, for some reason, he makes you straighten up. He makes you go, okay, I, I got to go run like four miles now. I mean, that's the way he is. <laughs> you got to meet Scott Dixon. He will change your life. He will change your life. I mean, okay, up on the bottom well, of my heart. I'm sure I'll meet him one day and I'll tell him, I'll call you be like, yo, BT. So I met him and you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and your boyfriend will be like, hey, get off the phone with him right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> okay, so you also did the NASCAR. Uh, they had a, a program called it was a, uh, Drive for Diversity. Is that what it was? No, I did not do NASCAR's Drive for Diversity. I, I thought. I, I, tr- uh, no, say it again. Say it again. You tried out for it. I, no, I didn't try. I didn't try out for it. I I applied. Okay. You have to apply for it, and you have to be chosen. And I was never chosen, unfortunately. So no, I did not do the NASCAR Drop for Diversity. Oh. I tried for like four years. So now, what's what's the, what was the criteria for that? They literally asked you to fill out your name, information, what experience you have doing doing uh, like cart carts or cars. Yeah. The only experience I had was cart racing. Um, the arena car stuff, and I did not get chosen, which is fine because, I mean, I get it. They want you to have more experience, but it also takes money to be able to get that seat time and get that experience. So, but it's okay. It, it, it doesn't stop me. It didn't stop me then. So. Well, nothing stops you. I mean, obviously, you've done everything, and you continue to do everything, which I think is great. But <laughs> does that leave, like, a little chip on your shoulder, like Tom Brady, when he, uh, you no. know, got chosen in the sixth round? I mean, I mean, like, a chip in a way, like, I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to come back. I'm gonna, If I got to do it the long way around, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to show you that y'all should have picked me. No, because I'm not, I'm not a spiteful person, or it doesn't, like, make me feel any type of way because they didn't choose me. At the end of the day, they didn't choose me. They have their reasons. Who am I to judge? If they should or shouldn't, I mean, it seemed like the shoe would have fit, but for them, it didn't. And that's totally okay because we all have a path. And I guess my path was to not go through that way, but go around. So. I think that's beautiful. I mean, because I would have had like a chip like, okay, I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to show you guys. Because, <laughs> because, 
You know, there's a, there's a tough love kind of element to it also. I mean, because I remember growing up as a, you know, my parents, I remember one time I was like, uh, I think seventh grade and I was fat. And my dad uh-huh. saw and my dad saw me getting to take a bath. He goes, boy, you look disgusting. And I said, all right, I'll show you. And, I, and ever since then, I've worked out and kind of keep my body in shape because my dad said that and I hurt my feelings, but it also spurned me to go, okay, I'll show you. So like, that's what it is though. You know, you got to use that, you gotta use that, that positive reinforcement from a negative situation. That's why I'm saying that, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's some things that does that to me, but that particular incident, no. <laughs> okay. Now, are you doing like you, I know you race, but are you racing full time? Cause I know at the time while I was reading you, uh, you were a commercial truck driver. Yes. So I drive tractor trailers for a living. Uh, l- like, long haul? No, definitely not. Totally local. <laughs> okay, okay. Wow. What made you want to drive a truck? You do everything. I'm loving this. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You're everything I, 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 I want somebody to be. Limitless. You try it. I mean, you try it. And you go in, like, without without any kind of, like, uh, maybe I shouldn't. You just go in, like, boom, balls to the wall. I'm going to do this, and no one's stopping me. So what made you want to be a commercial truck driver? So I was a flight attendant at the time. That's I know. Another thing I was doing. So my goal was to be a flight attendant because you know we can work as much or or as less as we want. Right. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and get my CDL, be a flight attendant, and be a truck driver. Well, I ended up leaving the airline, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna drive trucks full time. So I got my license, and I said, let's do it. So I went for it. Um, I've always liked trucks. Like, my godfather, he used to drive a dump truck, so <laughs> my mom drove dump trucks for a little bit, so I was around it, and I just said, hey, I want to do it, so I did it. <laughs> How great. Think about it. You could save a team money. You could drive your own transport, right, park it. Right, and then you go race, win, and then you load the truck, then you load the car back up and go, see you guys, and then you drive off. You know what psychologically that would they could do to a team? If they see you driving the transport truck in and you get out, then you change clothes like like Superman or Superwoman or Wonder Woman, and you get out and then you put your racing suit on, you go out, you beat their ass on the track, and then put then put it back in the tra- trailer and you drive off, they go, She does everything. She beat yeah. us in everything. <laughs> psychologically, yeah. that would dismantle somebody. You could be a yeah. you, like Rocky. You could be a one man wrecking machine. I mean, you could do that. You really could. I mean, you're doing it now, pretty much. Yeah, I told I told myself like once I once we get like our big rig for NHRA or NASCAR, I said I'm gonna drive to one of the races, like literally pull up. But it's not gonna be an automatic truck. It's gonna be like a 13, 18 speed. Pull up, drop the bag, start unloading. I think that is great. I honestly, I love that. I just love that. The fact that you like, I, I also saw an interview that said you want to go into outer space. Yes, I do. Yes. I want to go to Mars so bad. I don't know why, but I do. Because it's there. That's why. Because it's there. I don't know. Where, I don't know. I don't know. Where, I don't know where I got that from because it was some. It was some show back in my day. And I'm not gonna say it because you're gonna make me feel old. But back in my day, and they go, "Why do you want to do that?" He goes, "Because it's there. <laughs> that's why you want it. That's why." But okay, what? Like, ma- I, go ahead. Tell so me. So when I was younger, I've always been fascinated with NASA. The fact that somebody can go into space, float around, and still live, and the the fact of the unknown of what's out there. So it's always been like something that's right in my curiosity so 
I think that is. Be- did you go to school like did you, uh, like a, a, a four year school, like a college or a junior college or anything? No, I actually graduated high school a year early, so that way I can pursue my drag racing career. Oh my! You they had the clairvoyance to do that. Oh my gosh! I just love it. Oh, it was either go to UCLA or USC for track and field because I was really good in that, or graduate early and do what I really love. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just go ahead and get out of school early and go do what I like. That's beautiful. Okay, what what, what event did you write? Uh, what event did you do in uh, track and field? What event? Say that one more time. What what event did you do in track and field? What event? Uh, so I did four, I was a sprinter, four by one, four by two, 200, long jump, triple jump, discus, that was nothing. No decathlon? No decathlon? Who? No. <laughs> no, that's the I first time, there. that's the first time I heard you say no. Are you, are you, are you are going to Mars, no big deal. How about decathlon? No. So is that where you draw the line is decathlon? Like going to outer space, going to Mars, being, being in space, like, yeah, I'll do that. How about decathlon? No. <laughs> All right, so let me let me fix that. So my my boyfriend and I were doing a hundred mile bike ride in October. What kind of bike you have? What, so, kind, what kind of bicycle do you have? What kind of bicycle? I have track bikes. Okay, track. I, I got a specialized. So okay, oh. okay. Hey, I like specialized too. That's dope. Okay. But we're um actually training for that now. Okay. So that's like the only long distance type stuff I would do on a bicycle running. Not saying I would never, but right now that's not in focus. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so no decathlon, no decathlon. I think that's that, that's amazing to me. Everything I, right everything I've said, you said. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, drive a truck, go into outer space. But the one thing that you were adamant, no, I will not do a decathlon. <laughs> you're almost like you're offended. No, I will not do a decathlon. Not now. Not never. Not not now. Maybe later. Not now. Not on the budget list. <laughs> okay. Well, since we're here, I mean, and this is the elephant in the room, and I sometimes I hate to address it, but it's there. Did you ever get any pushback for being a woman or being a woman of color in the pit or trying to go into racing? Was there ever ever any incidents where you're like, mm, I think that was a sexist event, or I think that was cuz I was blah blah. I mean, has, it, has any of that happened to you? Not anything that I can like specifically think of right off bat, mm. but also I'm that person that I really don't pay attention to people. I'm focused on what I'm focused on, and that is to win. Right. So if anybody even had a negative remark to say, I'm like, okay, whatever, next. Keep it moving. Yes. Because me listening to your negativity does nothing for me. Nothing. Zero. So I'm not even going to entertain it. <laughs> right. That's beautiful. That's um, great. No, that's great. That's a great attitude to have. I mean, because it's the same way with me when I race go karts. It's like, I mean, everybody's always been cool, and, and I've, I've, and even when I was growing up going to the pits. I mean, like I said, when I, I'm just a dork when it comes to racing, and guys would finish racing. I don't know how I did it, but I would like. I go into the pit after they pull up from racing, racing. They're hot and sweaty. They're, I remember a guy literally drinking a beer as he's finished weighing his car. And I'm like, man, he did a great job, Larry. And he's like, how did these kids get into the pits? But they were all, but it was always good to me. It was always love. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess they figure, hey, he likes racing. So what the heck? You know, you know what I mean? Plus it, was a different, plus it was a different time and error. I mean, and that's why I asked because, and, and honestly, I think it's going to be maybe a, a different experience for you because like I said, it's a different time and, you're a woman and you're also an attractive one. So I think it would also be different. You know what I mean? Yes. 
Okay, so how did okay, so now over there, how did your boyfriend approach you like you know, you're both racing and you're both, you know, you got the, you know, like uh, like the blinders on. I'm trying to hear the win. But how did he kind of like, hey, so you want to go and um, talk um, what kind of fuel grade we want to use? I mean, like, how did he like, how did he, how did he like slip in your, to your DMs, as we like to say, as the young people like to say? <laughs> how did he slip Pretty into your DMs? Huh? Pretty much that. So, but him and I, we dated a long time ago. And then now we're, we're back, we're back together. So it kind of. It kind of was like that. It was like, hey, hey, okay, hey, <laughs> type of thing. And, but we knew from day one, like, we are for each other. We share so many of the same passions. It's just, it's love. Like, it's there. The only thing that we have, like, issues with is he's like, destiny, focus. And I'm just like, I am focused, but all right, I got it. Like, okay. <laughs> like, he, he shows me tough love. And I'd be like, babe, can you just be sweet? Just like, oh, you messed up, but do it, do it better next time. He's like, no, you, you messed up, so fix it. And I'm just like, all right, gosh. <laughs> but I get it, though. He just wants me to, he wants the best for me. He wants me to be the best that I can be, so. I think that is, oh, my God. To find somebody that love. I mean, I think chemistry is one thing, but, man, if I think if I found somebody who loved like motorsports like I do, like who got in the GP like I do, you got have you ever watched a MotoGP race? Have you ever seen a, have you ever seen a MotoGP race? I do, but I don't follow it a lot to like know who everybody is. Well, I, well, from here on out, I, you will because after this, after this, we're gonna be we're gonna inspire each other, all three of us. I don't know your boyfriend, but he's gonna want to know me. I'm gonna know one of him, and we're all gonna be like uh, we're gonna inspire each other. So after this, I want you to watch MotoGP because that that's my jam, and then I'm gonna get into drag racing because that, because I'm interview I'm chatting with you and. Now I'm into it now, you know, because like I said, I mean, I was up front and it's true. I was like, right. I liked it, but I was never, and that was the one for me like, eh, I don't know. So, right. I, and so I didn't know anything about like when you were about to pop that clutch. Tell me what, have you ever gone 200 miles an hour yet? Have you gone 200 miles an hour yet? 200, yeah. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. It's not documented because it was during a, a grudge class, which grudge means they don't show times or anything. Okay. So. Yeah, but the goal this year in my new class that I'm racing, which is Pro Extreme, mm-hmm. um, it hopefully we'll go 200. That'll be really cool if we did. So we'll what, see. What is that like? I mean, if, if you can explain that to people who haven't, I mean, I've gone fast on my motorcycle before on the street or on the track days, but what's it like to straight line 200 miles an hour? I mean, what's, I mean, I think, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but is that the most focused you've ever been in your life? First, it was like, holy crap, I just went X amount of mile an hour. But now it's, I literally have time to think about everything. Like, you don't realize you're going that fast until you sit up and the wind like hits you and you're like, oh, but yeah. while you're tucked down, once you get used to it and doing it more, it, you don't really, well, for me, I can't speak for anybody else. For me, it's just like, I'm going fast. And then you look at the ticket and you're like, oh my God, that was 180 mile an hour. What? You don't realize you're going that bad. What? Walk me through your thought process, okay? You're coming up to the line, okay? You do your burnout, right? You do your burnout, right? Or do you? Yes. Okay, okay. You do. Yes. Your, you do your burnout. Do burnout. Okay, then you come up to the line. Yeah. What's your thought process? Tell me. Walk me through it. The whole time after your burnout, you go to the line and you waiting and you waiting for the tree. Talk me through it. What's going through your mind? How does Destiny Spurlock go through her mental countdown? So first, I pray. Uh, pray before I even get in the burnout box. What then do you once say? I get in the burnout box, what do you say? What's your my, prayer? 
What's my prayer? Yeah, what? Yeah, I mean, uh, what's your prayer? I don't have a specific prayer. It's just, you know, I just flow. I just flow with the spirit and whatever, wherever my heart lays. Okay. Um, and then I go into the burnout box, and most of the time, my boyfriend's either right there with the starter cart starting me up, or he's in front of me, ready to line me up. Either way, I'm focused in on him. When he's beside me, he's like, "You ready?" I'm like, "Yeah." And once once he tells me that, I'm just locked in. I'm paying attention to down the track. Um keeping it calm because a lot of times you can get antsy and like freak out and get too excited and then you run the risk of red lighting or something like that so i try to stay calm once i roll up to the beam i'm locked in like it's that's it and i'm waiting for the the, the bulbs to drop and once they go i'm i'm there i'm laying going that clutch or i'm letting off the button or you know i'm I'm dialed in. Okay, and as you're going down the uh, going down the straight, do you are you acknowledging the guy uh, the person next to you, or are you just like they're like oh, I think they are they're ahead of me, or what should I? I mean, do you acknowledge them at all? Maybe if they're yeah, ahead. You have to acknowledge them. If you're in an index class, you have to acknowledge them. Once you leave, you have to know where that bike is at all times because you have to know you have to gauge it. Like the 460, it's you in the, it's the index class. You, yeah, you can't go faster than 4.60 seconds. So if that guy is is way back there and you run the risk of going too fast, you might want to roll off the throttle a little bit so that way you don't go too fast and end up giving them the win. So you have to, I know it, it's a lot. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know anything about that class. So you can go too fast in the 460 class? Yeah. In the 460, if you go, a four fifty nine, you lost the race because you've gone too fast. Yes. Wow, that's I never. Wow, that's weird. Yes. <laughs> no, it is. So, I mean, I always thought you do as fast as you can, and that's how you win a race. Yes. So, and then you have your heads up classes where none of that matters. It's just first one across the finish line. And that's when so. you. Is that the one you like the best? Yes, I am definitely a heads up <laughs> racer. Um, because that's just. That's just what I know. It's like lock throttle, let's go. Run what you wrong. If you don't have enough, that's not my fault. <laughs> I love it. Yes, I love it. I, so, it's all good. So you, so you just pin, is that you just pin, uh, when do you go? When do you give it full throttle, like all the way full throttle? Here we go. Ooh, this is scary. It all depends on the type of bike. So my four sixty bike, you literally you're holding a button. Okay. So you're holding a button. And you're twisting the throttle all the way down. And when you want to go, you let your thumb off of the button and then it goes. Wow. But if you're racing like my super stock class, it's, it's your hand clutch and your throttle. So you literally want to get as much power out the gate as possible. So that way you can get enough momentum to get off, to get off the line. But you also have to control it through your clutch. Because if you give it too much gas and too much clutch, you run a risk of wheeling. So you have to be as smooth and as, as hard as possible. So you got to ease up the clutch, but still. Yeah. Oh, man. So that is the method to the madness. Yeah. Now, I do. I, I, I my say, phone's about to die. Oh, my God. Is it? Are you, oh, so you got to go? You got a year to go? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I, how, much, how, much, how much battery time do you have? How much battery time do you have? 
I have two percent right now. Oh my God! Okay, so, listen. De- at any moment. Okay, Desi Spurlock, thank you so much. There was so much more I want to get to, but I don't want you. To, I don't want your phone to die. Thank you so much for blessing me with this interview. You have been an inspiration to you. We got to do a part. If you're ever in Indianapolis, we got to do a part two. I want you in the studio uh, after I beat your ass in, in, in go kart racing. I want you in the studio. Yeah, that's yeah. Not happening. <laughs> and if you beat me, my boyfriend's gonna be there to beat you. So. <laughs> well, listen. I I wish you nothing but the best this year for you and your boyfriend. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for blessing me with this interview. Good luck in your season and good luck in life, but you don't need it. You're gonna you're already a star. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Have a great day and a great season, Destiny. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you, BT. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for having me on the show. And I will see you guys soon. Follow me on everything at Destiny Spurlock. That's Destiny Spurlock. Thank you guys for watching Tales from the Gemini with my newest, bestest buddy, Destiny Spurlock. And I'm BT. And like we say about this time, pay. <laughs>